Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. You know, I've gotten pretty good at this manifestation stuff, and, uh, well, that's a good thing, since that's one of the things I teach people about all the time, how to manifest things. And, of course, we're not just talking about creepy things like ghosts or paranormal phenomena, but just the things you want in life. And I feel that it's an important skill to try to master. Everybody should try to master it. And so I'm very happy with how my life has turned out um, by studying this and by learning about these techniques. I mean, as you probably know, I basically have a dream life. I mean, I get to travel all around the world to super cool places investigating things that I find fascinating. I'm self-employed, so I can determine my own schedule. Um, and, you know, Lauren and I, we, we've we been able to manifest together some pretty extraordinary things, like let's get a place in Puerto Rico and spend years in the tropics investigating stuff in the Bermuda Triangle, you know, made that happen. And then so one of the things that we wanted to do last year, we, we decided to you know manifest a nice place for ourselves here in Las Vegas because we both love the Las Vegas area and there's just tons of weird stuff here to investigate and fun things to do 24 hours a day. So um, we are just delighted that we have this place. You know, we worked at it, we visualized it, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you can't just snap your fingers and make this stuff happen. You have to begin with the vision and then you bring clarity to that vision and then you work at it. And uh, here we are now, you know, we have this uh, wonderful condo with a, a great view of the Vegas Strip, which is especially cool at night. We are in a gated complex and if you just walk right out the door, um, there is a clubhouse here for residents, and it's really nice. Uh, it has a tennis court, uh, state-of-the-art two-story gym, steam room, sauna, hot tub, indoor, outdoor, swimming pool. I mean, the works. It's just, you know, and, and all that's included you know when when you're a resident here so i ha i can walk out my door anytime and, and do all that stuff so this morning i uh i decided i was going to go and by myself just go over there to the clubhouse and just sort of chill out and relax i, I went and to the gym did a little, little workout i'm always going to bring that up when it happens it's so rare yeah i got a little work a little workout in today me and Zach Bagans pumped a little iron, you know. No, it's true. I, I, I hate working out. I really do. But it, you know, it, it takes, it takes some effort to maintain this physique. And so anyway, here's what I'm getting at. So I finally I went outside and I was swimming around in the pool and chilling out. And there was nobody else around, which was even better water was just really really nice and warm and so I'm kicking back in the sun and I look up and at the adjoining building that's kind of like a sister building to this complex there are these pretty uh, big impressive looking gargoyles 
just placed all over the building, looking down all over this entire property. And this is not like some kind of, you know, ancient historic building or something like that. I don't know when this building was constructed. I'm imagining it probably isn't older than like maybe 10 or 15 years, but somebody decided to put some really kick-ass gargoyles that are overlooking this whole whole block, really. And I, I was, you know, I've always loved gargoyles. I mean, who doesn't? What an interesting thing to have, you know, these ghoulish statues that we place that are looming above us and are actually there supposedly to to help us, to protect us. And I was sitting there thinking about how, you know, it's it's funny that having those gargoyles up there really does make me feel a little bit more protected and more safe. Like that somebody put that psychic intent out to create those things and in doing so at very least they represent that mindset like whoever is going to be around here is going to be guarded and looked out for and looked after and um, of course I've always well occasionally I bring up gargoyles especially because that I investigated the gargula down there in Puerto Rico and so I've talked a little bit about the history of gargoyles before but just to sort of refresh you um the term gargoyle actually comes from a french word gargouille or gargouille i don't i don't speak french but it's something like that which they say in english means throat or gullet and so it shares this uh root word gar which means to swallow so that's where you, you have people talking about, you know, gargling stuff. That's where that comes from. And it also relates to this idea of the gurgling sound of water. Because, you know, many of these gargoyles were actually designed as rain spouts. So they, the, the water goes gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. And that's where gargle comes from. And then, it's, and then you turn that into a throat and you got yourself a gargula. Or a gargoyle in this case. But um, anyway, so... There is this legend, however, of the gargula, the gargoyle. And according to the legend, around 640 AD in France, there was a dragon terrorizing people, typical dragon with big bat-like wings, a long neck, flying around, breathing fire, being a real son of a bitch, burning villages down. And uh, so everybody was out trying to kill this thing. And, and finally, they say that St. Romanus was able to subdue the creature with a crucifix, captured it with the help of one volunteer, a condemned man. <laughs> and anyway, once they uh, captured this thing, and who knows how they did it exactly, they supposedly let it back into town and they executed it and burned it but its head and neck would not burn due to being tempered already by its own fire breath. And so since they couldn't burn that head and throat, well, they just mounted it on the outside wall of their newly built church as a warning to scare off other dragons or any other evil spirits who might come around. 
And so this is the tradition of the gargoyle, you know, that it is supposed to represent victory over evil. And it also is a, is a scary face that um, is, is working on your team, you know, because you want the, 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 the figure protecting you to look as scary as possible to ward off other spirits. So anyway, I'm thinking about this and how interesting it is that I have all these gargoyles overlooking this property. And then I guess, so I wrap up my clubhouse experience. I, um, I go back, I decide to start reading some uh, books I've been wanting to get around to for a while. And uh, one of them is an ebook, and I started looking at it, and it starts talking about golems. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Um, because I'm always looking at maybe some message that the universe might give me to indicate what topic I should talk about for the day on this podcast. And, and golems, uh, I think, are, are similar to the types of figures that you might think a gargoyle conjures up. So a golem in Jewish folklore is an anthropomorphic being that is magically created by the mind and sometimes given a physical form with inanimate matter like clay or mud. So you could almost think that, well, humans are golems in a way. God created humans out of the clay and breathed life into us and so we're basically golems and so the idea is that maybe we can create some kind of a golem that will go out and do our bidding for us. And the word golem occurs once in the Bible in the, the in Psalm 139:16. Interestingly enough, uh, they say that that word golem means quote, my light form, end quote, my light form. So in Jewish mysticism in particular, you could create these beings that would go out and, um, and serve you in some way. And hopefully you'd use them responsibly. But, you know, it, it, then it goes on from there. You know, you've heard me talk about all these other cultures that have a similar idea, like the Tibetans, they talk about the tulpa. And tulpa in Tibetan means emanation or manifestation. And so this is something that you create that takes on a life of its own and, again, is possibly there to serve you. Then we have, uh, in the ancient Greek, we have the daemon. That's spelled D-A-E-M-O-N. Daemon, which means god or godlike or power. And the idea behind the daemon is that you can go through this process where you can create some type of a being that will go out and work for you. And because people abused this so much and did bad things, that eventually became the context for the word demon that we have in the Western world today, thanks to mainly Christianity um, you know and the interpretation of these things being used for bad purposes so the daemon 
could be used for good or bad purposes, according to the ancient Greek, but, um, you know, it's gotten stuck with a bad reputation. Uh, then, of course, we have, I think, a similar type of um, being, in some cases, in the Middle East, called the jinn, or the genie, which from Arabic means, quote, beings that are concealed from the senses, end quote. And so uh, there's always a bit of confusion when it comes to these things because uh, on one hand, you, you create them. And then on the other hand, once they are created, they seem so real that people just think, well, they've always been around. And so you get into this chicken or the egg issue here, uh, which is, well, uh, do, you know, did we create this thing and bring it to life, or did we just create a mold into which some form of life stepped? But I think traditionally the idea is that humans, if they know the proper process, can actually create a spiritual being that will assist them and will go out and do things for you and act as your minion. And so, you know, I was thinking more about this, and I've studied this uh, off and on for years, and I figured, you know what, this is perhaps a little risky, and some people are not going to like it, and some people are going to think this is a little creepy or whatever, but I'm going to tell you the basic process that you can use to create one of these spiritual beings that is intended to go out and do your bidding for you. And so I'm going to, uh, to, to title this podcast, How to Create a Spiritual Minion to Do Your Bidding. Now, granted, the word minion has <laughs> taken on a whole new texture and color over the past few years, thanks to the, uh, the cartoon. So now they're kind of viewed as funny things. But actually, of course, you know, the, the real definition of a minion is simply a servant a follower or underling so again this is something that's there to go out and do your bidding for you and and i'm getting ready to tell you a very specific ritual that can be used if you want to experiment with creating a spiritual minion that will go out and do your bidding for you i'm not telling you you should do this i'm not even telling you that this is going to work Okay, I'm just telling you that historically there is a a process. It's not very complicated. There is a ritual that you can use. And and actually there are a number of ways of doing this. But I've sort of condensed down everything I've learned into the simplest one of all. And that's what I'm about to tell you about. Now remember, when you create this being, um, it can be good or evil depending on how that's viewed i mean it's just like in other words i think uh let's say you have a problem with your neighbor well you're going to be much better off to create some type of minion that you say uh is tasked with protecting you or guarding you from anything unpleasant that your that your neighbor does okay that's a positive thing Say, protect me, guard me, defend me against anything my neighbor does that I find unpleasant. That's one approach to the problem. So this would be a good minion. Another approach would be, 
you know what? To heck with this guy. I'm going to create a minion to go over there and wreak havoc and raise holy hell in this guy's life and drive him out of the neighborhood. Okay, that's an aggressive attack strategy. And so that is what you would generally think of as more of an evil minion. So, um, look, depending on your personality and the situation you're in, I mean, I'm assuming that if you're taking all this seriously enough to even attempt it, then hopefully you are intelligent enough to um, think of all the options and alternatives and repercussions of possibly, you know, what you can create and and whether it's going to be ultimately a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, So let me just go through some of the basics with you. Um, You should know now that when you create this thing, it is going to actually take on some independence. All right, you will control it as long as you do what the ritual tells you to do. But this thing will know more about you than anyone else in the world. And that's because you created it. Okay? So it's 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 come from you. So it's going to know all of your feelings and your true desires and your true secrets and your true wants and all these things, okay? It's going to know that stuff. So you're going to have a very very intimate connection with this thing. And and and, it, and the relationship is only between you and it. Okay? This doesn't involve any other being. It's just you and it. But it is there to serve you. That's the point. That's the purpose. It's there to serve you. So, again, there are, are numerous ways of conducting this simple ritual to create this minion to go out and do things for you spiritually. Um, and I'm going to give you what I think is the simplest, most effective one, because I have experimented some with this. I'll get back to that in a bit. But um, if you can draw, that's a big advantage. And I do have some artistic ability. In fact, uh, often I will sketch things uh, just to just to have some fun or to relieve some stress or whatever. It's you know, so much of my life is arranged around projects and deadlines and goals and stuff like that. That sometimes I like to just say I'm gonna just draw something and uh, it is what it is and it's just an expression and it's something that's sort of fun it's like playing music and in fact recently on my twitter feed um, and my facebook page i posted and my instagram account i posted some of the sketches that i've done um, and and you know some of them are inspired by things like for example uh, one of them is was inspired by the shroud of turin uh, one of them was actually inspired by um, Sean Kevin Jason's UFO experience and close encounter. I mean, you just never know, you know, what's going to come out. But um, so I, since I have some artistic ability, then uh, I'm going to give you the ritual that you can use to create your minion by drawing it. Now, it doesn't have to be drawn well. It, this thing can look like a stick figure, you know, or whatever, as long as you are using this as a representation of what it's supposed to be in your mind's eye, because that's where this is really going to exist 
within your brain. You're the only person who's ever going to actually know the details of how this thing looks. And it doesn't have to look humanoid. It can look like whatever you want it to look like. What And, and in fact, you might even envision this thing sort of appearing the way uh, it would be most efficient for it to achieve the task you want it to achieve. You know, giving it multiple arms or, you know, if you're working on something underwater, maybe you'll make it look aquatic. I mean, if if, if you want to do something around the world, uh, maybe you'll give it some wings so it can fly. I mean, you know, it just you have to use your imagination. You're creating this thing starting with, you know, stretching out with your imagination. Now, if you cannot draw at all, let's say you're blind, for example, and visual input doesn't even mean anything to you, well, that's fine. I'll give you some alternative tips on how to do this a little bit later in the podcast, but but for now, let's stick with the basics. Like, let's assume that most people listening to this, like, you can draw to some extent, and nobody else has necessarily got to see this, so you don't have to be embarrassed by it if, you know, you draw something that looks silly as long as it represents the thing that you envision in your head. So here's the idea, okay? Get yourself a piece of paper and draw a picture of this thing to the best of your ability and uh, preferably draw it with a pencil so that you can erase it and adjust it. Uh, if you don't use a pencil, then you know some other type of medium that can be sort of changed or erased is fine as well. But uh, I think, you know, just an old pencil and eraser is, is great. Or if you're more of a pro sketcher, you know, you got some charcoal pens and that kind of stuff, that's fine. You know, as long as you can alter it and, and erase it. So you want to draw a picture of this thing. Um, once you draw a picture of it, and, and again, make sure that it looks suitable to what you want it to do. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Um Actually, you know what? Maybe we should just go ahead and get into that now. I guess that's really the first thing that you have to figure out, isn't it? You have to. The first thing is, what do I want this thing to do? So the first thing you have to do is, um, you have to figure out what this task is, because you're going to end up writing that task down in one sentence. So you'll be like, I want you to blank, and then you give it a task. So that you could fill in that blank with like, I want you to bring me great treasure and riches to alleviate any financial need. Or I want you to bring me the perfect romantic partner. Or I want you to give me opportunities for ideal employment. Or I want you to bring me a cure or treatment for this pain or what so you have to figure out in one sentence what you're going to ask it to do that's what its purpose is and you should give it one purpose okay one singular purpose so i guess figure out what that purpose is going to be and then use that to draw it and 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 once you have a drawing of this thing that looks good enough then now you have to give it a name. So you want to sit there and you want to look at it for a while. Now, remember, when you're deciding what name to give it, you can either think of it as you're giving it a name or you are letting it give you its name. All right? So take as much time as you need until a name appears in your mind that feels right 
and then write that name at the top of the page. So now we have a drawing of this thing, we have its name, and we know its purpose. So now it's time at the bottom to write that sentence. I want you to blank. One sentence. So once you're done with this process, here's what you have in front of you. A piece of paper. At the top, it's got a name. In the middle, it's got a picture of this thing. And at the bottom, it says, I want you to blank. And if you want to sign it with your name, you can. Uh, it's probably not even necessary. I mean, if, you, if, that, if that makes it feel more like it's connected to you, go for it. All right. So anyway, once you've done that, um, this is you know the first step in the ritual. Now, let, let me just pause here before I continue it with telling you how this ritual works. I'm not telling you this is going to work for you, okay? There are no guarantees. This is what has been done for thousands of years. And so, you know, this would be an experimental thing for you to do. And I know whenever you start any exercise asking for something good to come uh, or something favorable to come to you, people start asking like, is this like one of those leprechaun tricks or, or like the monkey's paw story, you know, where the guy wants money and then his son gets killed in an accident and he gets insurance money you know because i don't want it if it's going to come with negative repercussions no the idea here is if you do this uh properly this whole ritual the way i'm telling you that no um the you don't have to get a piece taken out of your ass in order to get what you want you compensate for that in a different way and that's by making an offering to this minion that you have created. So what you want to do here is you prop it up however you want to. If you, if you want to put it in a frame, you can. Or you can just prop it up against you know the wall or an object. It doesn't matter. You want to prop it up. And you should do this either when you're by yourself or... Uh, if you're with somebody that you really trust who understands what you're doing and gets it, okay? You don't want to do this with some kind of strangers around who have no idea what you're actually up to. You prop this, this piece of paper up that's got all this information. Light a candle just to set the mood. Just light a candle. If you have some incense, light some incense. Sit there and stare at it for a little bit and think about what you want this thing to do for you and then you need to say it out loud I want you to bring me the great treasure I want you to bring me the perfect romantic partner I want you to bring me this opportunity whatever it is you say I want you to and you say it out loud and then you give the offering now here's how you do that you take a plate it could be a paper plate it could be a nice expensive china plate whatever put a plate in front of it and on that plate you want to give it an offering of either a meat or a plant now traditionally if you have decided that you want this thing to go out and do something that's aggressive and attack and sort of basically do things that a lot of people would consider evil if you just if that's what you decide to do 
then you're supposed to to give it meat because it wants that. It's, this goes back to the old days of like a blood sacrifice or whatever. Um, but if you want it to do something that's going to be more in harmony with the environment and just defend you and deflect bad things and produce a positive thing, you can give it a flower, a stick of celery, a carrot, piece of an apple, whatever. I mean, usually plants are the uh, the thing that are associated with the more benevolent ones and meat could be chicken, could be beef, it doesn't matter. Meat is what's associated with the ones that want to that the that are going to go out there and have a more warrior-like approach. And also, even if you don't use meat, they say uh, traditionally you can use something like an egg because that it um, contains you know the potential for producing meat. So uh, eggs and meat would be uh, one form of an offering, or plants would be another. And obviously, I would never suggest to you that you do anything that could be, you know, aggressive and nasty and and mean. Um, So I'm assuming that you're going to create something that's going to go out and do good things and positive things. And so you'll just want to give it a plant or a vegetable or a fruit or something like that. But hey, I'm just giving you information here. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm only giving you information. And I'm telling you, this is what has been done. Uh, leave that offering on that plate for three days. And if it is a piece of meat, and, or I guess for that matter, whatever it is, if it's in a situation where it might start getting smelly, it's okay to put it in a Ziploc baggie and zip it up. Uh, the idea is, you know, that you're just putting something out there that you're sacrificing. And actually, the nicer it is, the better. So, like, for example, if you're going to give it a piece of meat, Hey, you may as well give it um, some, you know, some prime rib or whatever, some tender tenderloin. I mean, you know, whatever. Doesn't matter really, but you see what I'm saying. Um, okay, so you leave it there for three days, and um, once you finish the ritual, though, just say thank you, and it is done. Okay, just, and that way the ritual's closed off. That is the only time you ever have to do the ritual. It's a one-time thing. You do that ritual one time, it's over, that's it. Now, keep that drawing in a place where you will see it often. It doesn't necessarily have to be every day. But, you know, and of course, when when the three days are over, you can just toss the offering in, in the garbage or whatever. But keep that drawing in a place where you'll see it as often as possible. And every time you see it, you just look at it and think about what you want that thing to do for you. Because it's out there now, okay? It's out there, it's happy, it's got a reward from you, it feels valued, and it's going to go out there and it's going to start working on what you want and what you need in the world and bringing that to you and whenever you feel like you're in a particular position where you need help all you have to do is just say its name out loud just say its name and then when you receive what you want just thank the name now right off the bat I can I can just sense that there are people out there who are like oh my god 
this is like some kind of demon worship here. You know, you're conjuring up a demon and you're thanking you. You don't need to do that. Just thank God for everything. You know, thank Jesus Christ for everything. Look, the world is full of little helpers. Okay, the whole wide world is. I mean, when somebody does something nice for you, when your neighbor does something nice for you or whatever, do you just thank God and not thank that person? Be like, yeah, screw you. Thanks, you know, like you're on the side of the road and some somebody stops and helps you change the tire. Do you just say, thank you, God, screw you, guy who changed the tire? No, you you thank the, the, the person who is the instrument of God as well. So don't feel like by you thanking this being that you've created that you're shortchanging God or whatever. No, it's it's a matter of expressing gratitude at all levels and all instruments. So anyway, once you create this minion for this task, I mean, you can leave it there working for you the rest of your life. And if you do a really good job at this, I mean, why wouldn't you want it to be there working for you the rest of your life? But if for some reason you ever decide that you want rid of it, then it's very simple. All you have to do is just sit down in front of that picture that you drew, write thank you on it, then you want to take out the eraser and you just just take your time and erase that image and after it's erased, just discard of the paper. And the best way to do that is to just burn it in a responsible manner when you get the opportunity you know when there's going to be a campfire or whatever just toss it in there and it's gone it's dissolved it doesn't exist anymore so that's the basic ritual for how to create a spiritual minion to do your bidding now if you can't draw it's okay to get on the internet and find an image that might represent the closest thing to what you can imagine or maybe some multiple images you can cobble together that's fine as well and print them out and make a little printout of the thing uh, and you'll have a visual representation there if you cannot even see well then go to the next form of expression that is meaningful to you you is it sculpting something is it uh, shaping something with paper it that it doesn't matter what what we're talking about here is the 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 method that helps you to connect with this thing that you are envisioning in your mind's eye so what i've given you is the simplest technique using drawing but as you can see uh, printing a picture out or sculpting a picture or, or, or folding something together with paper that feels like that. I mean, these are all perfectly acceptable ways of achieving the same goal. So I tell you what, here's what I'm going to do. I told you I've experimented with this sort of thing a little bit here and there over the years. I want to create one of these. And I want to include you in this process if you want to be a part of the process because again you know i like to to sketch things i have a nice sketch pad and some you know various pencils and charcoals and stuff and so i want to create one of these spiritual minions and send it out to do something and i want us all to to do this together at least as witnesses i want you to watch what happens so 
I want an idea from you for what I should create. What kind of a minion should I create and send out there? I want you to give me your ideas and I'm going to think about all your ideas and then I'm going to finally pick one and we're going to go with that and I'm going to make one and then I'm going to post the picture with the name and everything else there on the internet and we're all going to watch together and see if this thing can go out and serve us all as one collective family, the Joshua P. Warren Daly family. Now, I want an idea from you, but I, I don't want your idea to be something vague and just, well, like, oh, let's send him out there for world peace. Okay, no. Now, I want something that's very specific and realistic because this is an experiment and therefore we need to know when a definitive result is achieved. I want to create one of these things that has that is given a specific task and specific conditions for when that task is accomplished so we will all get to watch together and see if this actually happens and just how effective it is so I would like for you to go to joshuapwarren.com there is no period after the P go to joshuapwarren.com scroll down there you'll find my email address send me an email give me your idea but think about it for a little bit first okay this is not something i'm going to rush right into i'm going to take my time with it i want you to send me your your idea and uh, don't feel bad if i don't respond to you uh trust me i'll get your email and i'll read it and that's good enough you can also just tweet to me or if you're a facebook friend you can send me a message again don't expect a response but uh, just just say, I think we should create a tulpa that does this, you know, and, and, and give me your idea for, for, again, a specific thing that we can all enjoy together that will be positive, of course, um, but that uh, will allow us to answer whether or not, you know, this works as a technique collectively to make something happen. In the meantime, if you decide to uh, to do this on your own, I'd I'd hope that you would keep me informed and just you know let me know what your experience is. So anyway, I'll draw this thing. I'll give it a name. I'll write the task down. I'll post it, and we'll all use this together. Doesn't mean you can't do your own thing on your own, but uh, we'll have one collective one. And uh, yes, I've already thought about about the fire monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and the fire monkey is a good one, but now he, he's he's already been in use, so we need something fresh. And so uh, go there to joshuapwarren.com and let me know what you think we should all work together and do and observe. And while you are there, I really hope that you will click the link to my curiosity shop and look at all the cool, unique, rare, specialized things that are there. They sell out constantly because I'm not a Walmart uh, I have very specialized things, and of course, you can also find my new ebook there, and it's called, fittingly enough, Finding Your Magic How to Hack Reality Through Lucid Living. Be sure to read about that if you haven't already. And keep in mind, I am going to be personally hosting, guiding, leading, 
a workshop in Los Angeles, California, uh, coming up this fall. And only 49 tickets total are available. Um, If you want one of those tickets, you can come hang out with me in Hollywood. And um, but you better go ahead and get them early. Uh, If you go click the link there and you'll see information on the website for that event. If you click the link and it still lets you buy tickets, well, then that means tickets are still available. But, you know, only 49 total to be sold. It's on a Saturday. It's very convenient. Um, So look at that as well, especially if you're in the L.A. area or, uh, hey, you want to come into the L.A. area. This is a rare thing. I don't do it very often. And uh, that's why I'm keeping it also to a small, intimate group. Uh, This podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. You'll find a link to it there also at joshuapwarren.com. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.